Hey there, my beautiful overachieving business mamas. Welcome to the Moxie Movement, where we're tearing down myths and propelling women like you to success, both in business and at home. I'm Sarah Greener, your guide on this journey, because I've walked this tightrope too. And together, we're here to help redefine what success looks like. Dive in for real talk, actionable steps, and a community that gets the hustle of juggling motherhood, wife life, and that entrepreneurial drive. It's time for a little Moxie. I once heard someone describe running a business as like running an adult daycare centre. And I certainly know there were moments on my business journey where this was absolutely true. Hi, I'm Sarah Greener. I'm the host of the Moxie Movement and I am excited to talk to you today about navigating that whole vibe where it feels like I'm just here to look after everybody else and what everybody else needs and I'm constantly playing referee between team members, between team members and clients. If this is something that's come up for you, I want to dive in and chat about it today because it came up for me recently with some of my clients. I work with women in all size businesses, so some of them are solopreneurs, so they don't have any team members yet, and right through to people with teams of 20, 30, 60 employees. And as the team grows, there is this opportunity for more and more friction between humans. We want to do our best to reduce that friction as much as possible. There's nothing worse than having to referee between two other human beings that disagree on something. And it's certainly not what you signed up for when you started in business. It feels really uncomfortable for you. It probably feels really uncomfortable for the other parties involved and it's just not what the workplace should be about. We'll talk about all the other solutions first before we get to the difficult one which is actually talking about how are we communicating in our workplace and teaching our team members communication skills and tools because I don't know about you but I certainly wasn't taught any communication at school, primary, high school, I even did a university degree and I did one paper that was labelled communications, but what that was really about was public relations and business, not about communicating with other human beings inside a business. Most people, particularly in my age bracket, I'm in my 40s, I suspect anyone from kind of 30 up is in that same kind of education bracket where Communication wasn't a skill or a tool that we were taught at school. What happens is we go out into the workplace and we start learning how to communicate in a workplace based on how we see other people do it. And if we're lucky, our team members have had really great examples of this, of people that are assertive, they're clear, they're kind, they're concise, they're curious, if we're lucky more likely is that they've seen people that have communicated in a really aggressive style or they've learnt to be really passive communicators. They yes, say yes when they mean no and they stutter over their words and they allow people to finish their sentences. We've got team members anywhere on the spectrum where they have learned either a rather aggressive style or a really passive style of communication. It's going to cause friction. You'll probably hear all about the aggressive persons. They're not an aggressive person. They have an aggressive style of communication that they step into 
when they're under pressure. You're probably going to hear about that all the time. But I find that the passive communicator causes just as much frustration because it's very hard to get an answer about what they want or need. And that causes just as many problems as the person who maybe worries too much about their own wants and needs inside your organization. So when this came up on the call the other day, my client knew what my very first thing was going to be because what she had was two team members that were having a disagreement over how something should be done in the workplace. And for me, the immediate answer to that is, what's the system? What does the system say about what the thing that they were arguing over? And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether they're arguing over how an email should be written. It doesn't matter if they're arguing over what should we do with the stock. It doesn't matter what cleaning process they're arguing over. If they're arguing over how something should be done, I'm looking for what is the system. And if there is no system, then we don't have a people problem at all. We're going back to the system conversation. Now, if there's a system and they have followed the system and there's still some friction occurring in their communication, we now have a people problem. Now, addressing these people problems can be awkward because what you end up in is a he said, she said conversation. Bob said this and Jane said that and both of them are going to tell their version of the experience and both of them are correct because we all have different perspectives on how things went and if you try and step in and either performance nudge or tweak their behaviours based on what they're telling you, you are going to end up either looking like you're playing favourites to one of them or stuck in the middle and constantly having these team members run to you so that you can referee their disagreements. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to referee disagreements inside my business. I want my team to be empowered to talk to each other in a kind, respectful way and ask for what they want and need. When we talked about this, one of my clients was like, hey, would you run a session on how we can teach our team members to communicate better? And I was like, we can. I said, sure, we can do that in a workshop. And then I started putting it all together. And I was like, okay, it's a little more complex than just a one-hour workshop. And the reason for that is the very first thing you have to teach your team members is that they're in control of their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So we have to bring this great self-awareness to our workplace in order to communicate clearly with each other. Because if we think someone else is responsible for how we're feeling about something, then we're always going to point the finger at them whenever a conversation doesn't end up the way we want it. For example, if I have a conversation with my husband and I make him responsible for my feelings, I'm going to constantly say it's his fault that I feel this way. When the reality is that it's my responsibility, it's my choice to feel that way. The very first thing we want to start building in our team is a greater self-awareness of themselves. If we can start to help them build up that they know what they're in control of and what they can influence, then that's going to be a great outcome. The very first thing I'd be looking at teaching any team is the Circles of Influence from Stephen Covey. And the reason for that is it's a really simple model to teach people what they're in control of and what they're not and how it influences what happens. 
From there, we then need to think about if I'm in control of my thoughts, feelings, and actions, if I want or need something, I have to have some simple frameworks to communicate that to someone else. And then we need to talk about what are the different styles of communication and what's the recipe that makes up the ideal style for us to communicate in our workplace. So there's four styles, but the one that's really important, the one that we all want to understand is the assertive style of communication. And when we're in an assertive style of communication, we're making sure we are looking after our needs and we're thinking about the other person's needs as well. I think about this kind of like a ping pong game or a game of tennis where in a conversation it's going to go backwards and forwards in a way that I'm going to ask a question and then the person on the other side is going to give me some feedback and then I might need to ask another question so that we can have this conversation backwards and forwards so that I can seek to understand what they need and they can seek to understand what I need and then we can figure out if we can come somewhere in the middle. And here's where it gets really tricky. Here's where communication and facilitating this stuff on your team going to become a little tricky. It's okay to ask for what you want and need and there is no assumption that the other party will have to give it to you. It's like I say to my daughter, you can ask for a chocolate ice cream after school every day, but don't expect that mum's going to say yes every day after school. But if you don't ask, you 100% won't get. This is the conversations that we want to facilitate inside our workplace where people understand that everyone's allowed to express what they want and need from the conversation, from their teammates, from the business, and there's no assumption that they will 100% get it. Now, a chocolate ice cream is a bad example because sometimes what we just want is for people to speak kindly to us, for people to speak to us in a, in a, a reasonable tone. And often you'll find that it's this inferred infraction that happens with your team members. I don't like the way they speak to me or I don't like how they tell me these things. When that happens, you're going to have to teach your team members to ask for what they want and need. We make sure that we figure out some really simple frameworks for your team to, to ask for those things. Now, that isn't necessarily going to fix all the problems because there's a piece missing. If you've got really clear systems, they know how to do things because they're following the systems, and you've taught them the assertive communication style framework, they know how to ask for what they want and need and to start to understand what the other person wants and needs and they're having these conversations but we've still got a piece missing it's because you don't have a clear set of values now I know you've probably heard lots and lots of gurus on the internet bang on about living in alignment with your values or operating your business in alignment with values and I'm here to tell you that it really helps. And it really helps because your values set a clear set of behavioral standards for your business. It means that when we're having these conversations that at the moment are turning into confrontations inside your business, when you can come back to and say, hey, here are our behavioral standards, here are the values that we expect everyone to operate in accordance with, this is where you can start to have performance nudging conversations with team members who aren't meeting those behavioral standards. When you look at that, and it doesn't really matter what your values are, I would hazard a guess 
that regardless of what sort of organization you operate, the values will require a standard of communication that is respectful, that is curious, that seeks to understand. And it's about drawing the lines between all three of those principles inside your business that will enable your team to move forward and not have to run to you to referee. First and foremost, making sure you know exactly how you want things done and being able to ensure that everyone follows the systems. Because if the system runs the business and then the team just run the systems, it makes so much of this go away. Probably, I'd hazard a guess, 80% of this go away. The second principle for making sure that you don't have to be the referee, you don't have to be mum at work, is making sure that everybody has enough self-awareness to understand an assertive communication style and how to get to that place where I am asking for what I want and need and I am also working to understand what you want and need. And then lastly, that all of that communication is happening in alignment with your values. If you don't have those values clear and communicated, that's also going to cause problems. Having all three parts allows you to figure out how you're going to navigate this with your team. Sometimes it's going to be performance nudging them back to the system and, and reminding them that it's our expectation that they follow the system. Sometimes it's going to be reminding them and coaching them to go back and have those conversations, reminding them that they're responsible for asking for what they want and need. They're not responsible on the assumption that they've been kind and curious. They're not responsible for somebody else's reaction to that. And if they don't ask, they're never going to get just a little bit like Scarlet with the chocolate ice cream. And then lastly, if we are still having friction because when somebody asks for what they want and need, the other person continues to communicate in a way that is out of alignment with your values, you're back to your performance nudging conversations again. You're going to have a performance nudging conversation back to the behavioral standards, operational standards, communication style, behavioral standards, other bits that are going to take out this friction. And because you employ humans, wherever there is more than two or three humans in a space, there is lots and lots of opportunities for friction to occur. And by having those operational standards and those behavioral standards in place, you reduce the friction, you teach them how to communicate with each other, and you allow them to navigate through this working together with your support and your coaching, but without you having to jump in the middle all the time. Here's the thing. You shouldn't feel like you're managing a daycare center. You are employing functioning adults. And it is also your responsibility to understand that when humans know better, they'll do better. And most of us have never been taught about respectful communication. We've only ever learned it based on watching other people engage and watching other people work together and communicate together. And sometimes we catch some really bad habits. So if you can put those three pillars in place, those three principles in place with your team, you're gonna find that this reduces so much of that friction. Because when your team are all pulling together and seeking to understand each other, your business is going to go ahead with far more leverage and far more flow than it ever did when they were bumping up against each other and causing arguments. 
that you had to step in and mediate. If this is something that you're finding challenging, I highly recommend you go back and have a look and look for the theme in these conversations that people are asking you to referee. What is the theme? Is the theme that they disagree about how things should be done? Are they disagreeing about how they speak to each other? Or is it something else? Because if it's the first two, we've got some really simple solutions for you inside the Moxie movement that will allow you to start reducing those heated conversations inside your organization. Because I'm a mum, so I'm already having to navigate that with a child at home. And if you've got more than one child, I suspect you are refereeing between siblings quite often. You don't want to be doing that at work as well. And you just know that it's not fun for your team to be in that environment either. If you want to be the glorious exception as a leader in a small business, these are the steps that you're going to take. Because your job as a leader is to help them become the best version of themselves while they work for you. Because they're going to grow and evolve and develop while they're at your organization. And communication is fundamental to everything they do in your workplace and probably fundamental to everything they do in their life. You're not just helping them be better inside your organization, you're helping them be better inside their lives. And I don't know about you, but as a leader in a business organization, this is one of the legacy pieces, this is one of the ripples that really lights me up because I absolutely want for all my team to thrive in life. And if giving them some communication training is gonna help that, I highly recommend you do this. I'm excited to see you step out of that referee role and out of being the adult daycare center manager and into your leadership role inside your business so that you can be the glorious exception and you can help not just build your legacy, but also build the legacy for your team members as well. Until next time, stay moxie.